0: So excited to do a podcast with one of the greatest show steers of all time named Cowboy. Come on.
1: This is Phil. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. You are the you're you are the engine that's going to drive that's gonna power this podcast about one of the greatest show steers of all time by the name of Cowboy. Who named this steer? Excuse me.
1: It was Patrick Goshi.
0: <laughs> the Goshi. He was always good with the names. Back in the yeah. day. Just an old story about Patrick Goshi. We need to tell more stories about Goshi, but uh, oh he had a bull named FG One. Yep. Do you know <laughs> what FG One stands for? Anyone in this small audience of five?
1: <laughs> uh, it was only feeble Goshi <laughs> One.
0: So no. oh. Radio edit. Radio edit. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what it probably should have been there.
0: Troy oh Horning, Seth Andrews, but we got the showman, we got the seller, and we got the breeder. Matt Logger coming to you on a Saturday afternoon. Last night we did a podcast with Phil Feeble, and uh, he sold a steer called Cowboy, and I don't know, I just, I overdo things most of the time, so got a little feedback about Phil's podcast immediately this morning, and I thought, we need to call Jason Andrews, Seth Andrews, and uh breeder Troy Horning and old Philly Feebled and Patrick Goshy and try to get them all in the same recording area and talk about the old cowboy steer. Unfortunately, of that group, the only person that I was not able to track down was a little boy by the name of Patrick Goshy. So, Goshy, if you're listening here in the next few days, you call me, brother. 515-450-2800. We'll do a Patrick Goshy exclusive podcast. That could set the Internet on fire. <laughs> <laughs> briefly phil everybody kind of knows a little bit about your backstory after last night's podcast but uh seth jason and troy just make a brief couple two or three sentence introduction about where you live now what age you were whenever cowboy was showing and then how you're involved whether you're the breeder the shower or the leg fitter or the clipper go ahead you first troy horning hubbard iowa breeder of the steer well i
2: guess i started with we're breeding the calf so. We we bought that cow uh, uh, just off a farmer for like fifteen hundred dollars, and uh, she's a black stinger. And uh, we uh, sold that calf. I think it was for just for like twenty five hundred dollars. So I was pretty tickled at the time. You know, I I never really sold <laughs> a whole lot. So that was I paid for the cow, so that that was a lot of money for me.
0: Whoa 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 oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa 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 whoa. Cowboy sold for twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Me and Seth briefly talked earlier, and you know what Seth Andrews said, Phil?
1: No, <laughs> what he, he said say? <laughs> that
0: freaking Phil Feeble. He's got an eye; he could always pick him out at a young age. And guess what? Twenty five hundred dollars here it turns into cowboy. Oh my gosh! I wish it was that easy well, in the year I mean, two thousand twenty two. I can't even
1: remember what I sold him for, but. No. Still, 2500 bucks was pretty high price back then. <laughs> yeah, you are
0: right. Yeah. And 99 One of 2000. 2000 99. Yeah. yeah. Was the I know that back in the day all who made who was kind of a first and second calf heifer bull sometimes how old was the cow?
2: Uh she was like a 6-year-old cow I think when we got her she she just had a cleanup calf the year before and and uh we you know who made who was kind of the hot thing then, and so we bred her to who made who, and, and that calf was always built really good, and moved good, and we thought, well, if he ever gets stout enough, he could be pretty nice.
1: And uh, They they did a good job. You went out to the state fair, too, didn't you? I, I yeah. I can remember. You and your dad did.
2: Yeah, me and my dad and my son, Daniel, and uh, so that was kind of neat because my dad passed away just about a, two years after that, so that was right. a really neat trip we all three got to take out there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty neat. I always remember that.
0: Some of these other podcasters, they have to record in their studios. Guess what I'm doing right now, boys? Uh-oh. I'm in my backyard <laughs> cleaning bugs and shit out of our pool that we just opened up. So, I, I'm a pool boy this morning. One question that I immediately got b- back on the podcast was, uh, is the story about Cowboy winning the Nebraska AGR? And the trailer door being left open for fifteen or twenty minutes coming out of Columbus, Ohio, is that a true story? Do you know, Seth? As, far
3: as I know, it is. I remember him telling me that when they got back, we were, we, were, we were glad to have him back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Text this morning from uh, Dan Baker. Dan was along on the ride, I guess, and he said that uh, Kenny Neville and oh Tavis and. Dan was <laughs> that's what uh this text said. And uh Dave was driving. They asked Dave, Well did you close everything up? Said, Yep, everything's closed and off uh, down the road they went and, and that's uh that's what I got this morning on a text. Uh, it must be well, true.
0: I mean I, I figured it was, but you guys might as well revisit. That's a pretty wild story. <laughs> I mean, just like old uh, D-Bull back in the mid-90s could have got cut for a steer, and that would have resulted in Heat Seeker not being born, and that would have resulted in Heat Wave not being born, and then that would have resulted in Monopoly not being born. And I'd still be working in Phil Feeble's show barn if I hadn't had Monopoly come along and help me out. So, anyway, you just never know those small... Sure. I mean, you never know how those, you know, those by-chance things happen, and you just don't know... Uh, how close you were to losing him. You might not have won the Ohio State Fair if you had skid marks on your steer in uh, December of that year. But anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, we briefly talked about Nebraska, but if you could tell just a brief overview, Seth, of other shows that year that you won back in the Ohio market or wherever you took him, uh, that would be kind of an interesting story.
3: Um, I think we started uh... – First show he went to was uh, Ohio AGR. He was second class, and that didn't go over real good with everybody. But then he went to Nebraska AGR. I think he was reserved to Bruns' White Spear out there. Uh, goal post, he was reserved the first day to, I think, Jackson Herod. And then the next day, he won the heavyweight crosses, got left clean out of the top five. Um Scarlet and Gray then was when, they, I guess, the ball started rolling. He was reserved the first day, won the second day. Um, and then went to, I'm trying to think the order of the game, but Ohio Beef Expo, Kentucky Beef Expo, and Michigan Beef Expo. He won all three.
0: So showing him into late marks like that, I mean, ah, I mean, just a little bit of behind the baseball, did you – have him shucked out in plenty of time? And did you have him at 12 o'clock going into the state fair, or was he just coming into his hair? What was your thoughts that you let into that state fair uh, um,
3: Really, by the time we were done showing him, I, it, it was a lot of it was out. At that time, we thought he was kind of hairy, but compared to now, it's probably not. <laughs> we didn't peel him or nothing. We had him pretty well slicked out in the middle, uh, you know, by 1st uh, of May. That's when he, he would have went into the cooler and started on the, the rinsing program.
0: I'd just like to compare what they were doing 20-some years ago to how people are preparing them today.
3: Yeah. Uh, we had a like a central air unit. I mean, it wasn't uh, we couldn't keep it at 50 like some of them do now. It was more like high 60s, and we rinsed three times a day, after 8 in the morning, after 8 in the evening, and then around midnight or whenever. We'd rinse again, and then if it was below 70, we'd kick him out. If it wasn't, we'd put him back in the room. Yeah. and repeat
0: sure. there's a
3: lot of rice fruit brush and a lot of hours underwater and blowing
0: yeah. as much as the business has changed over the last whatever many years we're just kind of showing our age here in this one but the basics in terms of cold water a rice fruit brush a little bit of clean sheen or laser sheen is about the same for our day-to-day in terms of what we do and uh, that's just interesting yeah I mean hard work it's never going to be replaced, and it takes a lot of hard work to get where you want to go when it comes to trying to take down some of these Midwest state fairs for sure. Yeah, the
3: basics are the same. There's, might be more tools in the toolbox, but the, the if you forget about the basics, you're probably not getting too far.
0: You
1: got that
3: right.
0: Okay, guys, we've been talking about the year 2000, but let's bring them to date. What's your current status? Are you still showing uh give us a little background on the current situation
3: yeah i've got three daughters we still live in worcester uh and my oldest it's her third year and uh didn't show a lot of interest in cattle or anything but we've been playing in the pig thing which was brand new to me a couple of years ago so uh for
0: an old cowboy or an old, is it very tough to figure it out or does it come quickly is it like just, uh, feeding a steer
3: i think the steer oh. background has helped it's just got maybe a little more quirky than than some
1: You can probably change one, oh, within two weeks, like where it takes two months in a steer.
3: You can see a lot of difference in a pig. You might not start feeding on a pig for Columbus or wherever. Take it, it could be 10 days. Right. You know, or or less.
0: Bring me up to date on horning. uh, Troy and Phil, what, I mean, your modern day, I guess a lot changes in 20-some-odd years. So now that we know a little bit about Seth.
2: Uh, we, We still raise, you know, Cattle here, and we have a September uh, sale every fall and on show circuit. And uh, uh, me and my son, Daniel, we do that now. And uh, he just had a, a granddaughter, or my granddaughter.
1: You're, you're signed up busy. for the <laughs> next
2: 20 years then, boss. Yeah, we're not getting out of it anytime
0: soon, I don't think.
1: <laughs> well, Daniel's a pretty good hand anymore.
0: <laughs> Briefly, touching back on the Ohio State Fair, any, who judged or what was the judge's description? Was it a walk-off or did you, uh, was it awfully close?
3: Uh, I think Tyler Weingartner had reserved that year, Jimmy Williams from Texas Judge. I don't know if I remember a whole heck of a lot of anything he said.
2: <laughs> I remember talking to Seth's dad, and he talked to Jimmy Williams after the show, and he, he said he, he saw that steer, and uh, he kind of sorted from him down the rest of the day once he saw that steer. <laughs> yeah.
1: I got
0: me a Jimmy Williams story real briefly. Uh, in 2007, I've done. We had Deserve in Louisville underneath Jim Williams. You know, a professional showman like Kai Sterwalt was grand champion that year, and I think there was a really heater class, and we had our Andrew Giroux. He's a very nice young man. He's went on to big things with his dad up in the UP of Michigan. Jim Williams said, this boy here in second, he just, I'm not sure he knows how good his calf is. He looks like a deer in a headlight out here. (laughs) <laughs> i know i know my dwayne hilbert and jim williams impressions suck rachel i know you're listening i apologize for that terrible jim williams impression about the only thing i remember
3: was when he came up and slapped him and he just shook my hand and said i love this gear," and that's about it
0: okay i do like the specific stories i mean a little boy by the name of patrick goshi uh he just had a he had a reputation for being a nervous old fella, kind of a nervous Nancy. I mean, can you remember? Was Goshi on Block 10 in terms of his intensity that week? Or how was Goshi's uh, day to day? Even if you don't remember, just, just make something up.
3: Usually, after he had uh, about 10 cigarettes, we usually wanted to, to tell him to go away just because we got along a lot better when he wasn't around.
0: There is only one Patrick Goshi, and he is a unique personality. Kind of like Dwayne Hilbert, there'll never be another Patrick Goshi. It is what it is there. So uh Tavis and Jason, they're both extremely high, highly talented fitters. Who got the tailhead and who got the back show side leg that year?
3: Well, at the State Fair you had to have it was family members only, so my brother did everything. Uh yep. and usually I did it was uh show side and Tavis was off side.
0: Hell of a team that year. Congrats on the success. When I ran the
3: blower, I wanted to touch you.
0: Everybody's got their link in the chain. You were the showman and the girl hair guy. Good job. I mean, just in your mind's eye, uh, Troy, did that cow ever do anything else or have a full sip or two, or how did she end up doing after that?
2: Uh, we we tried over and over again, and just she just never had another one quite like that. You know?